0: I know something that be getting on my nerves. <laughs> when people say, "Hey, why you always gotta be so logical? Everything has to be so specific." I mean, I'm a Virgo. I get it. We're known for that. At the same time, it makes me think like, "Well, what else do you want me to be? Would you like me to not take everything you're saying for exactly what you're saying?" Because I've spoke to a lot of people who do that. Let me be the first to tell you. That's not that much fun either. (laughs) You ever spoke to somebody and everything you say, they take a different way? And it gets to the point where you just stop and look at them like, I don't know what else to do. (laughs) I say one plus one is two. You want to talk to me about five? I ain't say nothing about five. So in dealing with that person... When I get the person who gets mad at me for being, well, accurate, (laughs) I'm a bit confused. You always pay attention to exactly what I said. What in the hell you want me to pay attention to? What you didn't say? What someone else said? The next time somebody takes everything I say another way, I'm going to stop and ask them, Hey, how do you do that? Show me. Because I have other people I talk to who want this from me. And I need to know how to react to something that someone did not say every single time. It's a gift. (laughs) Share it with the world. What do y'all want, man? Am I not supposed to be too honest? Should I lie a little bit? Should I be someone who doesn't mean what he says? Exactly what he says I simply don't know But if you have a solution Reach out and tell me So I can completely do something else Welcome to In The Moment There's a moment in everything And everything is a moment I talk about the comedy in it all This is your first time Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard I'm your new favorite comedian Mo Mitch Or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners And my new listeners Episode 70 Give it up for 70 You've been riding with me this entire time I appreciate you If you knew, I appreciate you as well Welcome to episode 70 Give it up for yourself for being here This shit is a train wreck, y'all. <laughs> Not even gonna lie to you. It's a train wreck. Um, in full transparency, as always. Well, I am in the clutch right now. Two minutes left. Down three. Ball is in my hands, and I'm trying to shoot the lights out. And you can't do that if you're Ben Simmons. In life. Uh- <laughs> I usually record my podcast a couple days before I submit it in case I have to make any changes. And in this case, I did an entire podcast that was based off of a uh, a disagreement that had just happened prior. And I was passionate and I felt the way. And I expressed myself. And what I thought ended up being a really good episode. And... I played it for a couple people close to me, and they were like, (laughs) no, you won't release this one. (laughs) Not happening. And I'm like, why? I'm just honest. It's real. It's captivating. It's what the people want. But they told me maybe feelings would be hurt. And sometimes you get into something with someone that you really like and that you value, right? But you just have a moment. And it may not even be your fault. It may be. But either way, typically things are said in the moment that you look back and go, ooh, wish I had that one back. All right. so you got to be careful. Sometime the tool is just a little sharp in the beginning. And I had to remind myself of that because that's a valuable lesson in life. But I had to pull the plug and... I know I'm like that person right now. I'm thinking about it as I'm saying it. When someone says, yo, I got to tell you something crazy, but I can't tell you, right? (laughs) I just became that guy. I do not like that guy, so I apologize. I didn't mean for that to be that way. I just felt like I had to tell y'all that, for one, in case it comes out in the future, because now you're going to be the first in line to want to hear it. And two, because I'm in a clutch, man, I got to have this podcast submitted within... The next two hours. So there's no time for error. Gotta get out here and shake and bake. Speaking of, I went to the game. <laughs> game six, Hawks versus Philly with the great Bert Weiss. Give it up for Burt and the Hawks. Game six. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all really believe in this curse, huh? There's a lot of Listeners. A lot of Burt Show listeners absolutely believe that Burt is a curse to Atlanta sports teams. And initially I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) I don't know how I feel now. Somewhat afraid for my life. Hey, my DMs were doing a number. So if you're not familiar, for the last, I think, 10 years or so, Burt is going to Sporting events where the home team didn't pull it out, whether it was Georgia versus Alabama, the Falcons in the Super Bowl, the Braves, whomever. Whoa, I guess they lost every time. So there are people who support Georgia teams who are looking at Burt like we're not playing with you, man. Don't step foot in the arena. Don't do it. Stay home and. You know, I, again, I thought, ha ha, ha, ha it's funny. You always go to the game. B invites me to the game and go to the game. Have a great time. Energy is incredible. It's the playoffs. It was a really good time. And then a clutch came and the lights went out. In the game, the lights went out. And it was in that moment I had a change of heart. Because initially I thought there's no such thing as a jinx, man. I always hear people say this. I'm like, there's no such thing. What is a jinx? You can't blame yourself for the fact that a team loses. You can't blame a person. The Philadelphia 76ers did not lose because someone in Philly wore the wrong socks on a Sunday night. I guarantee it. They lost because of Ben Simmons, fam. <laughs> And that's how I was feeling. Like when people were coming at us about the game, I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me this is Burt's fault and maybe even mine? Not the fact that Herder missed 43s and if they just made two of them, they win. That ain't the problem. It's (laughs) Burt. Not the fact that Collins let Embiid push him with no hands. That man walked him back to Philly with no hands. How you let another grown man do that to you, fam? But we ain't going to blame him. It's me and Bert. (laughs) And the list goes on and on, right? But no, they blame you. And that's fine. I was all for it. I was enjoying it. Bert was like, I'm not checking my DMs. I'm right next to him. Like, but I'm checking it before you because this is great, right? But the whole time I'm thinking to myself, it's not real. And then the lights went out. And in that moment, I looked at Bert sitting right next to me, and I said, it might be true. I said, could it be? <laughs> 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 hey, I started to believe. Ironically, because believe is the theme of the Hawks in the playoffs, and I started to believe. I ain't never seen the lights go out. The game was close. Went down to the wire. And in the end, Atlanta made a few mistakes and they lost. And I meant to tell Burt this today. I forgot. But he sure took an extra long time to walk out that arena. <laughs> and now I realize why. <laughs> he was savoring the moment. Because <laughs> y'all not going to let him back in the arena. I remember, he waved goodbye and everything. Y'all yeah, really believe that this man is a jinx, and I am not laughing at that, because a few of you have already asked me to stop laughing about it. Because when you see me, it's on, and I'm not. I don't want no smoke, man. I'm not laughing. It's just, it's just something in the in the air. That's all it is. But um, Atlanta wins it. They win game seven in Philly. Let's go, Hawks. Right? Yo, Philly fans in my DMs like, yo, we'll fly you and Bird out for game seven. <laughs> like, they were really going to buy tickets for us. That's when I realized this is not a game. I thought about going. But then I realized I had to come back to Atlanta. I would never. <laughs> Just free tickets to me. You think about a jinx. But maybe the jinx is real. I don't know. It's a tough one. I didn't believe at first, but when them lights went out, it got dark. And now I'm lost. Is Bert the jinx? Or was it John Collins? I don't know. Either way, I'm glad the Hawks got the W. It was a great game. It was a great series. And Trey Young is on fire. The Hawks are on fire. I'm not mad at that at all, but there are a few things I am mad at.
1: I'm
0: mad at something it's I hear people say all of the time, it gets on my nerves. Because it doesn't really make sense in the context that it's always said. You know, when people feel away, they always say, one thing we not going to do, right? What you not going to do, <laughs> if you think about it, the majority of the time that someone says that, they're saying it towards something that someone has already done. <laughs> like somebody say something crazy and then they be like, what you not going to do is do that. And I'm just like, yo, they, they just did it. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why is you yelling what they not going to do? They, they did it. <laughs> get get to the consequences where are the results of it you still on the action that's happened you ever seen somebody yell I ain't the one toward somebody for something that that person already did I seen somebody get hit upside the head with some nuggets dude turn around and say yo I ain't the one fam he already hit you with the nuggets bro Took three nuggets to the head. A little barbecue sauce on your shoulders. So much. Like, you ain't the one. Well, then. What are you? You look dippish to me. I mean. Nuggets got swept. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. This man got hit with three chicken nuggets. And tur- I ain't the one. Yes, you are. You're Neo. <laughs> you, you are him. Or there would have been consequences. Get hit with a nugget, turn around talking about what we not going to do. Bitch, you already got hit. Who's next? I'm mad at two-year-olds. <laughs> I am, man. Shout out to Lele. <laughs> I had such a great time with her. The weekend I'll never forget. But it's also, there was also a moment that I'll never forget. And I just thought it was so funny. Because I, I was so out of my element. I don't typically find myself trying to Hang out with the two-year-old and impress her and get along and do everything right. You know, it matters in this moment. Like, I need her to like me. I care. not used to caring, you know? And so, you know, I meet her and we hit it off. Out the gate, she gets comfortable. I'm like, yes, I'm winning. And we were talking about going out to eat. And I didn't realize that you're not supposed to talk to two-year-olds like they're two-year-olds. Or at least not a smart one. Right? Not an intelligent one. And I found out quickly that I was the dumb one because, you know, I'm talking to her like I see people talk to two-year-olds on TV. She's like, hey, I want to go eat. I said, okay. You want to go out to a restaurant? You want to go? She's like, yeah, I want to go. I said, all right. Well, who do you want to come? She said, everybody. I said, me? She said... I said everybody I said oh shit (laughs) I you did say that I just I don't even know why I added myself or inserted myself into the conversation like that after you just said everybody it was the most logical thing I've heard I mean as a Virgo I was extremely impressed and we're not impressed easily let me tell you so I stopped talking to her like she was two at that point point." She was talking to me like I was too. I was hurt, but I realized in that moment, okay, and then I learned later that her dad talks to her like that on purpose. He don't talk to her like she a two-year-old. He don't baby her. And that's why she walk around carrying herself like a lady. So maybe there's something to it. Sure showed me. Who's next? I'm mad at Charles Barkley because I often watch Inside the NBA on TNT, which Charles Barkley is a part of, and. Cancel culture got him under some pressure. He's saying he's going to walk away in two years because he doesn't know what he can joke about anymore. I get it. That's cool. I mean, I think Charles should stick around and do what he does because he's one of the few that can still do it in the way that he does it. But I'm mad at the fact that I've never seen anybody in my life who says, first of all, more at times. I don't know if anyone has ever noticed this or said something about it, but I cannot watch another episode of Charles Barkley, of Inside the NBA, if Charles Barkley is going to say, first of all, through five points. You have to second of all at some point, fam. What are you doing, Chuck? First of all, you got to move the ball, okay? And first of all, you got to get it to the corner so that the big men can get to the paint. And then first of all, yo, my guy. My guy, this is third of all now. It feels like when you're in the gym and you really getting money and you ask somebody to count for you so you can focus and then they get the count wrong? What are you doing? I could have done it myself. I put this in your hands. I don't want to do 20 and you looking at me talking about 13, 14. Now I'm losing confidence. Keep up. <laughs> you can't first of all somebody 10 times, man. Ain't nothing wrong with a second of all. It forces you to have an internal clock. So that you can tell yourself when you've been talking too damn much. If you're in a conversation with somebody and you get the fifth of all, pass the mic. You've had enough. That's how you keep yourself honest. If you first of all, for 47 minutes, you end up being on stage too damn long. You Walter. <laughs> it's a inside joke for some of y'all. Who's next? I'm mad that they lie at the end of boxing matches. My entire life, I've been a huge boxing fan. Used to box, wanted to box all the time. Watch boxing all the time, it's my thing. One of the things I was always curious about, because my mind works in these mysterious ways, was every time I watch a really good fight, and at the end of the fight, they have a translator when one of the fighters can't speak English. And I always wondered how accurate those translations are because fighters say a lot of wild things when you think about it, especially after they lose or even after they win. Adrenaline is rocking. That's one of the best things, right, to see a fighter in that moment have to say something. And every time there's a translator, whatever comes out of his mouth is always calm and calculated and poised. Hold on, man. At some point in life, one of these fighters had a Mike Tyson moment. Said he was going to eat somebody's kids. I know it's happened. Why haven't we heard it? Something's not right. And for whatever reason, I just never happened to have one of those moments with someone who spoke the language of the fighter. So I could never figure out if it were true. I just wanted to know. Reminded me of growing up. I used to visit my grandma on Hillside, Jamaica Ave. And when we were going to building, they would speak Spanish around us all the time. And I always wanted to know what they were saying because I felt like they might have been talking about me and my grandmother because they weren't always so nice. And I just wanted to know what was being said. And so I took Spanish in high school and I promised my grandma, I said, Grandma, when we come back in this building, we're going to know what they're talking about. She said, okay, baby. And I took Spanish for four years. When I got out, I knew how to say, hello, my name is Maurice, and I knew how to count to 10. That is it. Four years, fam. I still ain't no shit. No idea what they were saying about me and my grandma. Made a promise I couldn't keep. Blew it. So I had to figure this one out. My friend was over one day. We watching a fight. And it happened the same way it's always happened in my head. He starts talking Spanish. Mira. Quita miente. Right, and he goes. I mean, he talks for five minutes, and it's passionate. And I, and yes, my Spanish sucks. I I can't do it. But you get the point. I gave you the audio for the point. <laughs> and this guy talks for five minutes, and then the translator gets on the mic, and he goes. Uh, he said it was a really good fight. The guy's a really good fighter. Hopefully, they can fight again. He's a competitor. I said, wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. That man spoke for five minutes, bro. Ain't no way in hell that's all he said. You could have easily fit that on a tweet. That's not enough characters, my dude. It's not what he said. And I looked over at my friend. And he was like, that's not at all what he said. And I said, yes! I knew it! You liars! (laughs) And he told me what the fighter said. For some reason, I felt victorious. I don't remember what the fighter said. I was a little drunk. But I I remember it was very different than what the translator said. And it was a lot more entertaining. So all these years, they have been lying to us. I knew it. I don't even know why that's important. But it used to piss me off. Who's next? I'm mad at who y'all consider celebrities today. Or at least... How high you rank celebrities today. I am mad at it. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to get in trouble for it. (laughs) Someone's not going to like it. And I'm going to hear about it. But I'm going to say it. Because that's what I do. Now, I'm not hating on anybody. But y'all got to stop putting so much power into some of these Instagram come-ups or YouTube come-ups. They're dope. They're amazing. And I'm happy for everyone who has been able to do it. But y'all are walking around here making them legends. And in doing that, you are watering down real legends. (laughs) Here's what I mean. Follow me. I was having a conversation one day. And somehow, some way, this whole Burt show situation comes up, where they were making fun of me because of a date that happened, and I didn't remember. But someone said, "Yo, that was around the time when you went out with Kristen and you met Bernice," and I said, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And then someone else said, Bernice, who? Not the Bernice. (laughs) In my mind, I said, what? Wait. Yo, Bernice is cool. Don't get me wrong. I don't, this is not like personal at all. But what do you mean, the? (laughs) Like, I thought, when you use the term the, like, normally you're referring to someone like Prince. Like, yo, know, if I went out the other day and I said, yo, you know, I was at the store and I ran into Denzel and someone goes, the Denzel. Yeah, I get it. But Bernice, <laughs> what do you mean, the? Like, they were so taken aback by the fact that I could have been in this situation with Bernice. Like it was mind blowing to them, not the Bernice. Yo, you gotta relax. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop because now I'm, now I'm gonna sound like a hater. I just thought it was crazy. Like, that's what we're doing. I didn't say I met Magic Johnson. I mean, I didn't say it was Rihanna, that was Bernice. The who's next? All right, let's get in the shout outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit because I swear to God, you probably even closer than shout you Shout out think. to my she sister, Sage. She graduated from high school, and I'm just proud of her for doing her thing. I got to speak to her the morning of, and she told me some things that was on her mind. And then when she, you know, she handled her business, she said it was nothing, and she. She felt great about it, and I'm just happy to see her in that space and doing well and growing and shining, and that's really it. Proud of you, baby girl. Keep crushing them. And that's THE Sage. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. I'm high, I'm I'm
1: to bring so All right,
0: let me touch on this uh, Kevin Hart thing really quickly. I'm starting to wonder if Kevin is smarter than we give him credit for Or if he's just really as bothered as he appears to be. Because for the life of me, I can't figure out why you're in this situation that you are in. I mean, you're arguably the most famous comedian alive. You gave all of your credentials about being number one in the box office, number three in comedy specials ever, whatever the numbers were. And yet, you still for some reason take time To speak out to the people who seem to ruffle your feathers every time they say you're not funny. Now, there's a part of me who looks at this and goes, well, Kev, this makes no sense. Because if you were really unbothered by it, you wouldn't respond to it. And when people are out here yelling that you're not funny, you're responding by telling them how rich you are. That doesn't mean you're funny. You can be rich and not be funny. You can be in the NBA and not score any points. Ben Simmons. (laughs) There are a lot of rappers who people say they can't rap. And what do they do? They come back and they talk about numbers. But these people are saying you can't rap. They didn't say you weren't rich. They didn't say you weren't a great businessman. They didn't say you were You're not really coming back at what they're challenging. But the true question is, why are you coming back at all? Then I wonder, the other side of me looks at the timing of this all. Because he released a special on Netflix, Fatherhood, I believe it's called. And it just felt really timely that he said what he said on Twitter and that he's now doing Red Table Talk. Right as that released. So maybe it's all marketing at the end of the day. Maybe he's really not bothered and it's part of the game. Because I think the last time this happened, it was right around the time his special came out. And he responded to some things. He said some things that he knew was going to go viral. And I'm like, maybe this man is really a damn genius. I don't know. But it is still interesting that he always seems to choose to go at the people who are saying that he's not funny. Because I'm sure people are saying other things. But I think there's something there. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the insecurity of him to be funny nowadays because of he said it himself. He can't be the comedian he was when he came in. Maybe he's not sure what his formula is anymore. I don't know. Maybe Kev feels like the black audience doesn't hold him to the same regard as they do Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams. I don't know. And maybe the money is a cover-up. Because you still want to be able to go to the cookout and be the funniest guy in the room, no matter how much money you make. There's still just a little piece of you that wants your people to believe that you are dope, even when you're rich. So I think the whole Kevin Hart's not funny thing has kind of picked up a little steam over the last few years. It bothers him. And instead of him just being honest about the things that bother him, he seems to go right to, I'm going to double down. I'm going to be even more aggressive because I'm rich. And I still like Kev. Nothing against him. Just think that's not always the best approach. But how do you tell someone that's in the position that he's in that it's not? You don't. Because you can't. Who's next? Shout out to James Harden. Simply because there was a clip that went around where James Harden was on the free throw line waiting for Giannis. And James Harden is a player who plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Giannis is a player who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks just beat the Nets. But in this play, Giannis takes a very long time to shoot a free throw, man. And you can see James Harden going, oh, oh my God, come on, dude. It's ridiculous. He's obviously mad about a lot of things. He's frustrated. He's frustrated. But I laughed at this moment because (laughs) for some reason it really made me think about Thanksgiving prayer. That is exactly how I feel. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Yo, them prayers be way too long, fam. I get everybody is thankful and I want to hear what everybody's thankful for, but we don't eat all day. To get in this circle, and it's hot, and people's holding hands, and your hands are sweating, and you see the food, you smell the food, but you can't touch the food because everybody is so thankful for so many things, and I'm missing the Cowboys game. I always feel at the thankful circle like James Harden felt when Giannis was on the free throw line. I just had to get that off my chest. Who's next? All right, let's keep it a 100. I just want the truth in everything you say
1: Pain inside my heart that you can't take So I had something
0: I really completely different planned right here but uh, for some reason I feel like I just want to talk about something else that's just on my mind. Sometimes I don't think as a people we realize how important it really is to be prepared to take accountability for things in all situations. Like, I'm always talking about how you should never be afraid to be wrong because you learn. And if you're not willing to take accountability, then in reality, you're never really going to grow. And it all sounds good. And it's all true. But what I do believe sometimes gets lost in the accountability talk is how valuable It is for the people who love you or for the people who are attempting to love you. And I'm speaking on this from experience of being on both ends. Sometimes your inability to take accountability or just lack of effort in attempting to makes it really difficult for the people around you to love you. A lot of us don't think about that. You get into a relationship with a person that's like that, good luck. You ever felt that? I mean, they can come to you about what they're feeling at any given time. Yet, if you ever go to them about something you're feeling, you're going to be met with defense. Defense.
2: Hey, y'all. It's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention? Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the Promotional Packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there, June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there.
0: When in reality, in any healthy friendship or relationship, If one person has had something building for a while and they come to you to talk about it, even if it's in a passionate way, you'd think if you really love someone, you'd be receptive to at least hearing them out before you jump into why you did what you did or why what they're saying doesn't make sense. If you are not one who does that, you have to ask yourself why. Why are you so quick to have to be right and so slow? to ever believe that you could be wrong. You're impossible to love when you're in that place. At least in a healthy way, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people who either are or have tried to be with or love someone who's just simply never wrong or even or have any kind of relationship with Like, yo. Eventually, even the most patient of people get tired of always having to be the one who apologizes, who is always sorry, who is always bending over backwards. And for some reason, I feel like you see that in friendships and relationships more often than the opposite. Like, it seems to be a little more rare That you see a relationship or a friendship where both people are willing to bend over backwards to be wrong. It seems like it's always one and one. (laughs) There's one person who's always going to make the adjustments and the sacrifices. And there's always the other person who's going to be the entitled one who just waits on them. But never give you that same effort back. Is that just a normal relationship? Or is it unhealthy? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Because every relationship I've been in has been that And there are some people who will say, well, that's a part of being the man. And then there are other people who will say, nope, you should be met 50-50 in that area. What is the answer nowadays? I don't know. But in any ship, as I call them, friendship, relationship, constantly having to be the one to say, I'm sorry. Yo, that's on me. Yo, I'm doing better. Yo, I'm a change. And in being blamed and not having that effort of trying to be better or even having forgiveness given back to you? Oh, eventually enough is enough. You can't play the victim every single time. There's a lot of people, if you are one of those people who really genuinely believe you are always right or you know you're wrong and you're too damn stubborn and prideful to admit it. Well, ask yourself why. And why in the hell do you think that someone who loves you should be forced to put up with that if you love them back? That in itself should be enough for you to check yourself as quickly as you would check someone else and find some form of accountability in the things you do. I remember being in a relationship once when Nola, I would constantly have to deal with her asking me, why did you tell someone what I said? Why did you say that I said this? But there was never an apology for what you actually said. <laughs> it's like, if I say, yo, I'm going to kill you. And then that person goes and tells somebody, yo, he said he's going to kill me. Yo, why are you going to tell people? Fam, why did you say you were going to kill me? (laughs) Like, how is that not the actual issue here? But it's that level of, no, everything is you. Nothing is me. I can actually create it, build the problem. Not me. Those people will find a problem to every solution. You can't do anything with it. And if you love someone that's like that, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. And again, I've been on both sides of it. Unfortunately, I have operated in that space once. And not being able to see the error of my ways. Took a lot of pain, a lot of situations that humbled me in order for me to get past that. But when I did, whoo, it's nails on a chalkboard dealing with somebody who hasn't. But a lot of us will keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, have this patience. And I think sometimes we say that that's more women than men who really have to have that patience. And it might be true. I don't know the numbers. But either way... I know what happens to everyone, and it sucks. So I just say all that to say, just maybe, if someone's listening, and feel that maybe you are that person. If you can't do it for you, consider doing it for the people who love you, because it's stressing them the hell out. Trust Who's me. Who's next? A um, little bit of advice for the ladies that are listening. I talked about last week, I believe, how a lot of times you'll hear a woman say, I don't listen to men talking to other men on podcasts. And you hear men say, I don't listen to women talking to women. And I said, like, that's ridiculous to me because how else are you supposed to get to know the opposite sex if you're not willing to listen to them talk? And I was having this conversation in a group text with some fellas. And one of the things that came up was trying to be vulnerable as a man. And this came from a lot deeper of conversations about fathers who are really trying to father but can't because of some of the women who just make it difficult and feel like if I don't I don't need you and and neither does our child. But that's obviously never true. Every child needs both of their parents. Um, But I ain't going to get into all of that. But one of the things that did come up in that was I don't think sometimes women truly understand like, if you have a man, a good man, I'm talking about a good man, that is trying to communicate with you, but maybe struggles. And typically about things where he has to be vulnerable. Sometime, I don't know if women know how difficult that really is for some men. Because we didn't grow up in that, unfortunately. That my generation, I think generations before it, not sure about the next But typically we were raised in environments of men don't complain, men don't feel, men don't cry, all that shit. So you grow up in that, as unhealthy as it is, and you get into a relationship and then you have no idea how to be vulnerable. You have no idea how to communicate some of these feelings and emotions that you have developed from being in this relationship because you were always told that you're not supposed to. Shut up, deal with it. A lot of those men go crazy. It's too much. So if you do have a man and you're blessed enough where he does come to you about things that may affect him really deeply. He does try to reach those levels of vulnerability in order for you to understand him more so that he can in turn trust you more. And then y'all can build a better bond. Don't take that for granted that shit is hard for a lot of men to do legit. And a lot of times what I got from this talk was when a man does that, when he tries to go to those places of vulnerability for you and you're not receptive to it or you fight him on it, he probably not going back. (laughs) And I'm guilty of that myself. It ain't going to get too many times of me being that level of vulnerable where I'm literally letting you in, all the way in, and you just want to fight about it, yeah, that man will go into a shell. And he'll find other ways to solve his problems. Most of those ways, not going to be the healthiest. Maybe for the relationship or for his lifestyle or whatever. So all I'm saying is if you got a man who's even attempting... To do that. Try to appreciate it. It's important. Who's next? I what I almost said <laughs> listen, somebody said to me the other day, I'm tired of Virgos. I can't stand me a Virgo. Oh my God. Right, I get it. We're hated. Doesn't bother me at all. If you a Virgos shouldn't bother you. They hated all the greats. It's fine. But she said to me, Y'all think y'all know everything. Now, Virgos typically get accused of a lot: overthinking, too analytical, never impressed, think we know it all. All of it. I've heard it all. Most of these things are true. <laughs> is what it is, right? But I still think, in a lot of ways, we are misunderstood, and that might be the biggest one. I think everyone believes that Virgos are know-it-alls, think that we know everything. For some of us. Well, yeah, it's true, because there's a lot of people in every sign that think they know everything. (laughs) Now, you might find quite a few more of them in the old Virgo Gemini world, but it's not here nor there. You can say the same about Aquarius, so on, etc. Now, I can't speak for all the other signs. They would have to come up here and defend themselves, But I truly don't think that all Virgos are know-it-alls. What I really believe, now hear me out, because I know a few of you are saying, here we go. I felt the eye rolls from quite a few of you. Felt it. But legit, if you got a Virgo as a spouse, as a friend, parent, whatever, this may help you out. It's not so much that we think we know everything. You got to understand that typically when a Virgo decides to open their mouth, about anything. More times than not, they have already thought this shit over ten times more than you have. And that's if you're an overthinker. If you're not, probably a hundred times more. It's just the way Virgos operate. By the time we come to the table (laughs) with a debate or whatever it is, I promise you, we done played that shit back in our minds so much that there's not an alternate ending that we haven't already thought about and solved. So you might not have that level of preparation with whatever we bring into the table. Now, most Virgos ain't going to say too much if they don't know too much because we don't like to sound stupid. That's important to us. But it's not that we think we know it all because most of us know when, the, eh, I don't have that. But when you know you got it, Or you going to have a long day trying to convince us of something different? Because we came prepared. So you got to come just as prepared if you're going to battle. But it ain't that we think we know it all. It's just that we only talk about the shit we know. So in essence, when we're talking, we know it all. The Virgos. Who's next? All right, Sicko
3: Award.
0: Sicko Award goes to Carmelo Anthony, man. I hate to do it. Oh, NBA basketball player. Used to play for the Knicks, the Nuggets, Blazers recently. But it ain't about what he's doing on the court. It's about the running and gunning he's doing off the court. He's getting a divorce from Lala. Man, I always thought Lala was just a beautiful woman. I hate to see it happen. I wanted them to make it. Family to stay together, but she's filing for divorce. It looks like the writing has been on the wall for a long time. If you follow anything about them, then you remember that infamous Lala pose when she was holding the phone up because her son was trying to see his dad from a distance and her face and her stance all of it said everything it said i may not be leaving now but i've already left that's what it said to me and once uh Lila had that little sex scene and power i knew mellow was weak <laughs> i knew it then boy that man mellow is not gonna get a ring at the end of either of his careers is he Oh, man. I am not mad at Melo. I hope Melo won't be mad at me, but I had to give him the Sicko Award because, well, you can't lose Lala.
1: That's nasty.
0: What are you doing? You know what Lala, 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 La means? I love you. The fuck? <laughs> How do you lose that? That's sick. That's nasty. Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle.
3: Yeah. I was dreaming about the game, feeling Hey, drink
0: your damn drink, man. That's it. That's what I've been reflecting on this week. Too many times now that I am have this new relationship with alcohol where I'm not drinking as much as I used to, I'll go out and have a drink. And even though I'm only going to have two of them, I realize like I'm done with both of mine before... It's always like one or two people at the table. They haven't even finished their first drink. And now I feel ridiculous. I can't drink with y'all to take an hour to drink a drink. What do you need an hour for? My God. I can't, like, drink. What are we here for? (laughs) You ever felt judged that I slow someone else's drinking? That's why I only go out with my friends who drink fast. Because they make me feel better. Choose your friends wisely. Who's next? Quote of the week. You only get nervous about the things you care about. That's the quote. Reason I say that is because I told that to one of my sisters. And then in turn, it was something that I was nervous about. And I was weird about it because I'm like, I don't get nervous anymore. But I was nervous. And I said, Grandma, I don't know why I still get nervous about this. And she said, it's because you care. And I said, wait a minute. I just That's what I just told my sister. Why didn't I just tell myself that? But it reminded me in that moment of how Circle of Life is a big thing. It's a valuable thing. We all need each other, man. It's an island. You need people like people need you, and you give and you take, and sometimes the lessons you pass down, you forget, and somebody pass it down to you. That's the way this thing works. Family, friends, circles, period. Each one teach one, as they say, and we're going to all be fine because at the end of the day, neither one of us know what in the fuck we're doing, and that is the human being. (laughs) All right, y'all. I got to get out of here, man, in the clutch. Steph Curry with the shot. I feel like I did all right. I hope you enjoyed the moment, as I always enjoy being in it with you. Until next time, y'all be good. Next week, bitches. If we on the court and we getting money, you say some wild stuff, I'm going to say some wild stuff back when the game is over, I'm not the guy that's looking for you because you didn't say it outside of these lines. Unless you tell me my wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios, like Kevin Garnett allegedly did to Carmelo. That's not it Then I don't bad. matter where you say that, fam. Now. Now you're gonna need some lucky chomps You know what I'm saying? This shit so
1: heavy Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I'm ready This Sometimes. shit heavy I'm oh, ready yeah. This shit heavy Strain from the bullshit At least all that I'm consumed in Out here drowning by the day Yeah A little bit faint on some cool shit Some shades for the moon shit Sunglasses hide the pain Yeah took a look at me maybe you could see past liquor and weed maybe you could think rationally see my habits cause catastrophes in my life in my times I've been just trying to get it right, lying saying that I'm doing fine I'm really blowing up inside of my mind mountains that a nigga can't climb Sometimes it made me wanna stop trying, but I can't let it go. Hydroplane off the road when I'm the only one in control. These bitches play with my emotions, but I stick to the code. It's money over these hoes. I only miss you when I'm alone. But that's the majority of the time I guess the truth is starting to get exposed. Bumps away, I explode. In the end, I'm on my own. Place to call home in the world so cold
3: It's hard to get over the one that got away away. thinking god could never help you get over it but boy do we got away no more games i finally stopped chasing fame ran out of fire my heart went right up in flames confidence was frozen my motivation in chains spending all my dollars not caring if shit'll change yeah when all you could be yourself that you got all these problems and all it could be yourself hiding from your issues like all you can be yourself something saying you dying like dog it could be your health Wait, maybe I should chill shit Too cold to find a woman to chill with Tryna raise my will i been on my uncle feel shit Maybe I could if I could learn how to feel shit Can't find a woman I like Soon as I get to know her I know that we ain't alike When she get to pull and push usually come to shove I never been in love with the thought of being in love Nah then I messed around and found that Know it when you know it You just wanna be around that Happy in the clouds Shorty made me hit the ground Splat Got me floating, Don't even know where the ground at You can finally be yourself When you find a girl that see you The way that you see yourself Amazed by her beauty And all the things that she full with Should get her a rose Cause I've been through some bullshit But don't know if I'll keep it steady Waited my whole life And still don't know if I'm ready Feels so right it's nothing that I can fight Got me feeling light. Damn it, this shit is heavy. Uh.